your Bibles and turn to Lamentations chapter 3. It's good to see each and every one of you here this morning. Appreciate your faithfulness to the Lord's house and feeling comfortable to be here. And uh, we have witnessed an incredible week uh, in our world and uh, the coronavirus in Canada, worldwide, schools shutting down for three weeks. I haven't had one kid tell me how disappointed they are about that, that there is no school for three weeks. Uh, they're both the only one who's excited about all that. And uh, there's just there's, there's a lot of um, scary things being said. And uh, and we need to be encouraged. All right. Because we don't if we allow those uh, negative things and I'm not saying that they're all wrong. I'm just saying they're not encouraging of themselves. Uh, we need to be encouraged. OK, and uh, be in prayer for each other. Uh, reach out to folks who are elderly, maybe a, a more compromised health. I, I know I had some folks text me this week and said, Pastor, we're not coming because A, B, or C, they have health issues and we just want to stay at home. We want to be careful. And I'm like, good for you. Please don't make fun or light of it. Uh, for them, it's very serious. And it should be for us. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. Uh, we need to encourage them and reach out to them, text them, call them. Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe they need some groceries, drop it at the front door for them. I don't know. But the idea is that we're, we're to help one another, amen, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's absolutely a Christian thing to do. Don't, don't, do not lock yourself away in despair or anxiety. Uh, someone sent me a text this week. If, if you have anxiety issues, this has not been a good week for you. You know, it, you know, it's true. Uh, if you have anxiety, don't don't lock yourself up. That'll hurt you more than you realize. Uh, the great news is the Lord is still in control. He's still in control. Uh, I know there's lots of uncertainties uh, about this whole virus thing, pandemic. Uh, just the word pandemic brings no good thoughts to anyone's mind. And and, uh, and we don't know why it happened now, where or how long it will last and all this and those are questions that and cause more anxiety. But the one thing that is certain, God's faithful. God's faithful. Uh, there's all kinds of uncertainty, uh, and you don't have to look very far to find that, but we can find absolute certainty and absolutely know that God is still on the throne. And uh, this morning I had another message already planned. I was going to preach to you about the reluctant servant, uh, uh, but I'll be honest, I need to be reminded of God's faithfulness. And if I need to, I'm pretty sure you need to be. And the Lord brought to mind. And, uh, and we got to be careful, though, we don't get caught up in the hype, uh, in the craziness. And boy, we've seen some crazy things this week. Uh, and the reality is we just need to look to the Lord and remember He's still in control. Still in control. So Lamentations chapter 3. And uh, we'll just read the first couple of verses and then we'll dive in. Uh, 21, Lamentation 3, verse 21. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His passions fail not. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank You for Your Word. And Lord, we're living through a very intriguing, extraordinary time. And Lord, we need to just be reminded that You're still on the throne. 
And you're still watching out for us. And you still love us and you still care. You're still faithful. And Lord, help us to lean upon these precious truths today, tomorrow, the rest of our lives. Lord, we look to you to encourage our hearts now. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Lamentations is really a series of songs of mourning. They were written against the backdrop of the Babylonian invasion and the total utter destruction of Jerusalem. The people had suffered horribly, unbelievably. And in the midst of all that, God had a man, and his name was Jeremiah. He's known as the weeping prophet. A study of Jeremiah's life will reveal that he had unending sadness and he suffered from deep depression. He received a call. I was going to make some references, some verses in Jeremiah. Uh, you can write them down, check them out later. In, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, we see that he received an unwanted call to the ministry. He didn't, he didn't want to, but he received the call. And with that call, he found out that his ministry would be nothing but judgment. He was going to preach judgment. And in Jeremiah chapter 16, the Lord forbid him to marry. So, because his ministry was to proclaim the judgment of God, and as a result, he, he suffered loneliness. Man of deep sadness, he wept openly about the sins of his people, Jeremiah 9, uh, endured depression, uh, his message went unheeded, went unheeded, went unheeded, went unheeded. And he even had, came to a point where he wanted to get out of it, out of this whole ministry thing in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. You know, he was in the ministry for 50 years and we have no record of even one convert. That's amazing that he just stayed at it. He suffered imprisonment by his own king because he, the king didn't approve of the message, the preaching. That's found in Jeremiah 32.5. And even as the Babylonians were coming, even as it was being fulfilled, he was sitting in a dungeon. After enduring a life like that where he'd been rejected, hated, mocked, imprisoned, ignored, and seeing his beloved city Jerusalem being ransacked, and then the pains of hunger after being released from prison, being taken away, and seeing the rubble of the city he loved so much, he lifted his voice in praise to God for his unfailing faithfulness to his people. Now that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? How's that faithfulness? That's bad stuff. He, he suffered trials. And he had a good grasp of what it was to suffer, but he understood who God is. Jeremiah knew what whether things went well or whether things seemed to be falling apart or what, if they were falling apart, God is still God. He's eternal. And he was able to find hope in a hopeless situation because he believed in the faithfulness of God. Now, we have not gone through what Jeremiah has gone through, have we? Not by a long ways. But at the same time, we have seen some pretty extraordinary things occur really quickly. Uh, no country is exempt from the awful effects of this pandemic. Uh, again, social media and news stations are constantly reminding us of more deaths, more sickness, and you know nothing really positive. It's disheartening. It's discouraging. And I don't doubt that the virus is serious. And it, we need to pray. We absolutely need to pray. Besides keeping our hands washed 
You know, and I'm going to tell you right now, not touching your face is impossible. <laughs> Especially if you got a beard. I mean, I'm almost ready to shave it all off this week because, you know, scratch, 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 scratch. Uh, the reality is we, we need to be in prayer. We need to be in prayer for our leaders. We might not agree with hardly anything they do, their political stripe or the, what they promote, but they need our prayers. We're told to pray for them in the Word of God. Pray for our leaders. Uh, we need to be praying for our health care professionals. And we have numerous of those in our church family. Uh, and, you know, as we uh, hide in our houses away from potential things, you know, social distancing and things, they're going to the front lines to help us. And we need to be praying for them. Absolutely. We need to be praying for those who might get sick, for those who are ill. We need to be praying for them. But i got some good news. This is not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. God's got a plan. Alright? He's got a plan. And when these times come, we need the blessed assurance that God is faithful. Thankfully, the Bible gives us overwhelming evidence of the unchanging faithfulness of God. There's all kinds of it. And verse 23, you see, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Now, the word means firmness, steadiness, steadfastness. I like that. That's our God. That's our God to all that believe in Him. He is faithful to us. This, this picture is as one who's steady through the storm. Now, I, I've been on a few boats in my time and, uh, you know, maybe the waves are choppy and I'm feeling a little bit uncertain, but you see the captain at the wheel and he's just fine. Everything is good. Gives you some comfort, doesn't it? I might not feel very comfortable. I might not like going up and down, bobbing all over the place, but the captain's not worried, so neither should I. Hey, our father has a plan. God will prove himself faithful and steadfast. And uh, I've read this portion of Scripture. I'll read other verses of Scripture. And the reason I'm going to read so many Scripture this morning is because the Word of God brings hope, it brings comfort, and it brings assurance. And we need all of those things today. And you might say, well, Pastor, I'm not too worried this morning. That's great. That means you can be a blessing to someone else to pass along these verses. Because there's lots of people who are concerned. Uh, these, that's the whole idea. The Word of God is there to come along. So, uh, you know, they're they're rapidly working on a vaccine for this. And I hope they find it. That'd be great. But this is a booster shot spiritually for us, okay? We need those booster shots to help us understand that God's faithful. God is faithful in His grace. We see there in verse 22, it is of the Lord's mercies. The word is translated loving kindness 30 times in the Old Testament. It's a very expressive word that conveys the idea of love, grace, mercy, goodness, and devotion. This word pictures God as the divine lover of men. He loves men. He has a plan for us. He has mercy for us. And it's the equivalent in the New Testament of God's love and God's grace. We see that a lot more in the New Testament. Jeremiah seems to be remembering, uh, I mean, he's talked about how bad it was up until this portion in Lamentations 3. Then he remembers how God brought Israel out of Egypt. And how God had re- 
you know, taken them from uh, the hand of Pharaoh. And he says, hey, even through our wanderings, God was there. That's a word for us. God's with us as we wander, as we go through life. He's with us. His grace saves us. Look over in Ephesians chapter number 2. Ephesians chapter number 2. And uh, only grace could reach us in our lost condition, folks. It's only by God's grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 1. And you have He quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, who were in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us. We could not get to God. We had no way of doing that. But God came to us through Jesus Christ. He sent His Son. The person of the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins. And that's found in the fifth verse of this chapter. Even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. And have raised up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You know, the Word of God tells us as well in John 6.44, No man can come uh, come to me except the Father which sent me draw him, and I will raise him up in the last day. The idea is God's grace is extended. It's for all. He will call all who will come to Him. It's a decision we need to make. And I think it's a decision a lot of people are thinking about the spiritual realm right now when there's so much uncertainty. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, get it taken care of today. Don't go another day without knowing Him. His grace secures us. So it's by grace we're saved. And by grace He secures us. Grace not only sought us out when we're lost in sins, but grace keeps us saved in the saved condition. We're prone to failure, aren't we? No one's perfect. If our salvation salvation rested in our ability to be faithful, none of us would ever be saved. Not one. Thankful for salvation is the Lord's area. Amen? It's all Him. 1 Peter 1.5 Who were kept by the power of God through faith and through salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. God's Word is unfailing. It's unchanging. He is faithful. His grace is amazing. Back to Lamentations chapter number 3. Uh, we see that his compassions fail not, the latter part of verse 22. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Compassion means to be moved with a heart of love for another. This word is a picture of grace of God active in our life. God observes our path. He gives us the grace we need to move forward. God's gifts are faithful. I'm so glad for that. His gifts are faithful. When we don't have the strength, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I think about Paul, he wrote that verse about all the battles he faced. The thorn, the flesh. Those who attacked him. Grace is defined as the unmerited love and favor of God towards sinners. He loves us. 
It's unmerited. The strength of God, it gives us the strength of God to face the battles that we face. And we face battles. And just not this virus, but all through our life. We face battles and He's there to bear us off. Aren't you glad for that? You, you feel uncertain. You don't know which way to turn. God is there. Amen. He's there. He hasn't left us. We can be confident the fact the Lord give us the strength to face what we're facing. He won't leave us alone. The gift of His presence in Hebrews 13.5 For He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What a wonderful truth. What a wonderful truth. His performance is incredible. Ephesians 3.20 Now to Him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is worketh in us. I love that word able. Able. I can tell my son Matthew to clean the house, but he is not able, is he? You know, if anything, he will cause more disaster. He's not able. But my God, your God is able. He's able. He can help us face those problems. God is an awesome God. He takes care of our needs. He gets us through those problems. God will take care of you. Mark it down and see in the bundle all that we ask or think. He's able. Provision. He, he promises to provide. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 Psalms 37.25 I have been young and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. This verse tells us that God meets our needs. Now, needs, not our greeds. Alright, our needs. He gets us what we need. He takes care of us. He promised to take care of His children. We must come to a place where we just trusted Him. We'll, we'll bring it to Him. We'll trust the Lord. Notice what Job said in Job 13.15. Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. But I will maintain mine own ways before Him. You know, Job had lost everything, right? His children, His riches, His influence. But He's willing to trust God through it all. What about you? Are you willing to trust God? Are you trusting God in His absolute faithfulness? Because He's absolutely faithful. Do you trust God that He has your best interests in mind and He does have your best interests in mind? Are you confident of the fact that God will provide? Be encouraged. You can because God's faithful. He's absolutely the gift of his person. And I love this verse in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Wonderful verse. Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. These verses reveal to us the truth of God's nature. Uh, He's reliable at all times. We all love having that reliable friend. Uh, that re- maybe that reliable mechanic. You know, he's not going to cheat you out and things. You know, we all love that. I had an amazing experience about a month ago. We were getting ready to go on our trip to South. And uh, my mechanic's actually about six weeks ago. He phoned me. He said, Mark, I overcharged you. I just about dropped my phone. 
What mechanic ever phones you and says, I overcharged you? He said, but don't worry, I put it to credit to your account. Guess what? I am going to go to that mechanic for the rest of my life. He's reliable. And he didn't have to phone me. I didn't know any difference. But he did. Showing reliability. Listen, God is so much more reliable. He's faithful. He's the same forever. The beginning of time, He's faithful. To the end of time, He's faithful. He's steadfast. Unmovable. Know those Bible characters we love to teach our children about? They trusted God's faithfulness. So should we. So should we. He's worthy. He's steadfast. He's trustworthy. God's gifts are fresh. That's what the Word of God says here in Lamentations chapter, uh, uh, they're new every morning. That's fresh. New every morning. They're fresh. You don't have to worry about if there's going to be enough. I can remember growing up, staying at my grandma's house, and she would make bread in the morning. Fresh bread. I mean, you couldn't hardly cut it. You know what I'm talking about? So fresh, so warm. They were fresh. There's something great about their freshness, isn't it? This morning I woke up and I walked outside. I mean, it was a bit cool, but it was fresh. It was The air was nice. It, the sun was coming up. We don't have to worry. God has enough grace for each and every one of our lives. It's fresh every day. Matthew 6.34, Take therefore no thought of tomorrow. For the more shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't, don't grab tomorrow's problems and waste your day's energy. Today's energy. Leave it tomorrow. And then watch as God unfolds His all-sufficient grace before you and takes care of it. And watches over it. God's amazing. And He's faithful. Hey, God's faithfulness is seen in the fact that you woke up this morning and you're here. He's faithful. You have fresh air to breathe. Food to eat. I think a lot of homes right now have a lot of food to eat in southern Ontario. We have people we love around us. God is faithful and He's a wonderful Lord. Let's praise Him for it. Let's not get caught up with the... The hype and the despondency and anxiety and discouragement. We can be encouraged in the Lord. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him. God is faithful in His goodness. The word good is the idea of pleasant, agreeable, excellent. It refers to the character of God. It reminds us that God is engaged in our lives and He wants the very best for our lives. He's a satisfier. We see that, that He's my portion. That means share. It kind of goes along with the idea of the spoils of war. He provides. He satisfies. When the Lord is viewed in this light that that's who He is, we will be people who bring our souls to Him and say, Lord, You satisfy it. Not bring our souls to the world and expect them to satisfy it. You go to the world, you'll never be satisfied. You go to Jesus Christ and you will be filled. You will be satisfied. Psalms 103 verse 5 says, Who satisfies thy mouth with good things 
so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. It's the Lord that does that. For He, the Lord, satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. You know, God may not give you and me everything we desire in life. But He always gives us what is best. We can just illustrate this. Maybe in the past you've brought one of your kids to the grocery store. And you're getting to the checkout. And you know what they got at the checkout, right? Mm-hmm. And they're big. And they look delicious. And when you were not a parent, you probably would have bought a couple of those chocolate bars yourself. But now you're a parent. Then you have to be responsible. And no, you can't have that chocolate bar, Jimmy. But Jimmy, his heart is set on that chocolate bar. Maybe it's that new Reese's Pieces super-sized buttercup. I mean, it looks like a meal. You could chop that thing in a couple ways and everyone has dessert. I mean, it's massive. And all Jimmy, Johnny, Sarah, whoever it is, all they can see is that in my mouth. That's their desire. But that's not what's best, is it? They eat that. They won't eat supper. They may to eat too much of it. They get sick. That's very not desirable. You know, the reality is, as a parent, you know what's best. Listen, as a Heavenly Father, He knows what's best for us. And we need to look to Him. Romans 8.28 is a great verse. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. He's a sustainer. He satisfies, but He sustains. God will never fail those who place their trust in Him. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get everything you want. There's not a prosperity gospel foolishness. I'm saying that God will provide for those who trust in Him. He promises to. He'll take care of you. He will sustain you. Romans 10.11, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. You know, not, not one single promise of God goes sour. None. Even if you've never tapped into that promise, if you never knew about that promise, you found out about that promise, you leaned upon that promise, that's the very first time. It doesn't go sour. It's always true. It never fails. His promises are honored forever. Psalms 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. Hey, it wasn't a big bang, amen? God created us. The Creator. The Creator of the universe and its vastness. I've watched some television shows about the vastness of the universe, and I leave with a headache. Because I can't figure out how big this universe is. And I'm just talking about our own. There's other universes. There's, they say there's billions of planets. I mean, my head spins just thinking about how, what? Our God did that. He's the Creator. And He tells us that His Word is settled. His promises are settled. Isaiah 40, verse 8, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of God shall stand forever. This week, 
we might hear more unsettling news. Maybe more closures. And it's, it, won't, it won't bring you any joy, but this can bring you peace. Get in it, folks. Get in God's Word. Know what it says. Know who you serve. Trust the Lord. His Word stands forever. I know if you come to Him for salvation, He will not send you away lost. There's no turning back. So uh, Thursday morning, I woke up with a, a migraine headache. I get them from time to time. And I'll be honest, uh, when you're stressed out, it happens more frequently. And I'm going to be honest, I'm human just like you. I was getting a little stressed out with all the reports I was hearing and things. And, you know, I was trusting the Lord, yes, but sometimes you put things on yourself, you shouldn't do it. And so I woke up Thursday morning, a bit of a headache. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to take some Advil. I'm going to chill out here today and do some work at home. And then in the afternoon, I heard all the schools were being shut for another two weeks. And then I heard about all the folks going to the grocery store. I saw pictures. And I really wish I hadn't had a headache because I was supposed to go get all the food for our True North events Thursday morning. So I said to my wife, okay, Friday morning. Up and early, honey. We're off to the grocery store. We'll be the first ones there. What a joke that was. <laughs> and I mean, we were a couple minutes late. Started open at 7. We pulled in at 7.10. And it looked like Christmas Eve. I mean, not for the decorations, but there were so many people. And then later on that day, they talked about, you know, not so many people in a location and things. You know, and people lining up. And they're like, nope, only so many people. You get turned away. It was supposed to be closed at 7 and you're still outside. You get turned away. Hey, you come to Jesus, He'll never turn you away. He'll never turn you away. All that the Father give me shall come to me. And, and that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you trust Him in salvation, He will not cast you out. He will receive you. You will be part of the family. He'll never send you away. John 10.28 And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of My hand. So once I'm saved, I'm in God's hand, and no one can take Me from God's hand. Man, that's some sustaining power, isn't it? That's amazing. He sustains us. Just think about this. He sustains us in this life. And if the Lord gives us a hundred years, I mean, that's a long time, really, on earth. But then is eternity. And He sustains us. Wow. What a God. What a God we serve. Stains us in this life and He stains us in eternity. He's a Savior. We need to remember today that God's able to deliver both the saint like from day to day and He's able to deliver the sinner. Uh, folks, I need to remind you that we are God's children. You know Jesus Christ as Savior. You're a part of the family of God. Amen? And we can be encouraged about that and look and thank God for that. And there's going to be times that we got to go through things. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean we get the easy pass. No, no, we have to go through things. Uh, Job 23.10. Now, we're not going to go through all the things that Job went through. But he said, but he knoweth the way that I take and when he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. As we go through those things, he will not forsake you. 
He'll be faithful to keep you, to bring you through. My friend, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior, in that condition, you are without hope. But I do have good news. There is hope. And that's Jesus Christ. So don't trust yourself. Don't trust your religion. Don't trust your goodness. And I'm not saying that you're a totally wicked person and broken all the laws of the land. No, no, no. But Jesus Christ tells you that by one sin uh, entered all men through Adam. Sin at the beginning of the earth, at the beginning of time. And, and through that it's passed on to all men. No one escapes the sin curse. And because of that, we need Jesus Christ as Savior. Revelation 22.17 says, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come! And let him hear him say, Come! And let him that has a thirst come! And whosoever will, let, let him take the water of life freely. It's for all, but you need to take. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen in ten minutes, right? We really don't know. If anything, through all this event, we really understand that we have very little control. And that's hard for some people because some people really like... I mean, I think most people like to be in control. But we have very little. Uh, we can't control something that we can't see. We can't control what other people do. But we can rest in the fact that God is in control. Amen? And He is faithful. So I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week. I don't know. Whatever that battle is, I can trust God. Listen, Jeremiah went through something that I hope I never have to endure. I couldn't imagine being a preacher for 50 years and no one is converted to Jesus Christ. That would be unbearable. She shows us great faith through the wreckage of Jerusalem, through the, the weeping prophet. He trusted God. He trusted God. He trusted God. Are you trusting God this morning? Are you? You face battles, valleys, financial issues. Hey, and right now, right at this moment in time, it's the COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. We must always remember that we are His children and He is more than able to carry us through. So bring it to Him. Say, Lord, help me. Well, I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I prayed that this week. Lord, help me. Help me not to, help me not to worry. Or just give me the strength to trust You. Uh, I, I can get caught up in all this stuff. I need to trust You. And uh, let me encourage you uh, this week uh, to maybe, uh, not maybe, turn off the news and get in the good news. I'm not saying not be aware. No, I'm not saying that. You would be aware, yep, for sure. What's good, what'll be helpful, absolutely. But you're going to find rest, encouragement here. You will. Comfort, assurance. Because our God is unchanging and He is unfailing. He doesn't fail. And He is faithful. Maybe here this morning you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. I would urge you to make that decision. Maybe you're walking through some pretty hard things in your life right now. i got good news for you. Jesus Christ cares for you. He loves you. Come to Him. He won't turn you aside. He won't say, I'll talk to you later. 
or closed. The shop is closed now. No. He cares for you. Come and He'll help you. I hope that you can say like Jeremiah, grace is thy faithfulness. They are new every morning. The Lord is my portion, saith my, my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him, to the soul that seeketh Him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Dear Jesus, Lord, help us in our flesh. It's very easy to worry. We get caught up. And Lord, we do need to be aware, there's no doubt, to protect ourselves and be wise. But Lord, Lord, help us to look to You for that joy, for that comfort, for that assurance. You're faithful. And we're so thankful for it. Encourage our hearts now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.